0: Today, I have a question about stray dogs. What do we do when we see a stray dog when either when you're out on the walk with your dog and you see a dog off the lead, just aimlessly wandering or on, on a mission, left, run out of the house and doing his own thing? Um, it could be also that you see a stray dog when you're on the way to work or when you're driving in the car. So basically, what should we do? Things to cover and to talk about. And I'm assuming that I'm going to be talking to both, also, or obviously, everyday dog owners. I love you guys. That's what I do all my work for. It's for um, education for the people that don't know. And then of course there's a, m- a lot more experienced people that are listening as well that know all this, can even add more to the conversation but also maybe can teach you a couple of the tips and tricks as well. So obviously as my, as my background working in shelters and working at the local pound you know you get to deal with a lot of random behaviours all the time and there's never really, a con- there's consistency amongst the chaos but you're seeing lots of different dogs, a lot of different temperaments, different ages, medical conditions, etc. So handling a lot of those dogs is really important. So I think safety first is something that we should definitely cover. When you're if you're out on the walk with your dog, first and foremost, if you see a stray dog, make sure that if your dog's reactive or potentially aggressive, that you obviously need to keep that space. Is our dog see has our dog saw you and then decided to run away? see you and freeze and stand there and suss you out or approach you. Um, and then how is he approaching? Is he approaching because happy-go-lucky lab down the road, they just got out of the house because someone left the gate open and, so, and then he wants to come up to play. Your dog may or may not appreciate that. What should we do if the dog was to run at you and try to attack you? Well, then I guess I'm going to address that real quick straight up is that I've never had that happen to me before. Well, person like for a dog to personally come to attack me, there's been plenty of times where doggers try to come and approach my dogs and to bite them. And we can talk about what to do in that regard. But just always, number one, if you feel that there's a big threat, turn around and walk away with your dog. There's been many times where a great example was we were, I was walking a dog from the shelter when I worked out at Sydney Dogs and Cats Home and I was walking with the volunteer, showing because she was more keen to walk the bigger, stronger dog. She was a lot more fit and 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 stronger than most of the other volunteers. So we had one dog each, and out of nowhere, there was two American staffies. Had um, they were right in front of us, probably about eight meters from us, just staring at us, and then like doing the stalk, walking close to us, fully casually. She freaked out. I just I grabbed the other dog because she was holding that lead and she didn't know what to do. And I just turned around and walked away. Now, obviously, if the dogs were going to attack us, they would have attacked us, right? If we were to approach, maybe the dog felt a little bit more. I did find out that the dogs were just across the road from their house in the park. So do they feel that they were threatened and they had to be defensive or were they straight away offensive and wanted to run and, and straight up and, and attack us? But they didn't. They just stood there. We turned around non-threatening and we just walked the opposite way. And, um, and that's what I did there. So make that space number one. I'm going to be very loose about what to do if a dog's coming because I think that's a whole massive long conversation about how to stop a dog attack but if I can give a quick tips right now number one turn around and walk away if you can running away probably isn't it is not is your first instinct but may not be the best thing to do we're talking about having another dog when it's you on your own it's a little bit different but in this scenario there was my neighbor just down the road, um, his dog Jack ran out and had been one of my dogs before, just took a bit of fur off, so nothing too serious, but still, it was an attack as far as I'm concerned. So um, about a year later, I was walking down and I had Nookie this time, she was like the small girl, and as Jack was running out, he's bigger than her, I put Nookie behind me, I stood in front, and because I know Jack and I know his temperament, I was able to Use my body big and strong and say, back off. And I walk towards him in a, in a rush while having, um, Nookie behind me to protect. And because I knew his temperament, I knew he was at home. He was acting territorial because that exact same dog on the exact same day, three houses down, that behavior doesn't exist. But he did run in. We had words with, with the owner. So basically, there are ways of looking out for your dog. Number one, look out for yourself and, um, and, you know, have to know what's your experience level like. Are you an experienced, confident dog owner? Are you just new to the game? Are you a professional working in the industry that handle lots of dogs? So that's where you need to assess where it is for you specifically. You have to ask a question, are you going why if you're going to approach a dog? So your your thing is you're walking, and let's just assume in this context right now that you haven't got a dog with you. You're on your own, you're you're driving down the street. I'll give you and we'll play off an example that happened to me a couple months ago. I was driving to my parents' house and I saw a lady um, looking like she's trying to get the attention of a small dog. So, I stopped. I got, I pulled over. This is So, in this case, I knew what I was approaching. I was approaching this dog as my goal was to get that dog on a lead and wait for the, the council to come or for their owners to come. Council rangers, sorry. The whole council doesn't come down. So, I have a slip lead in my car at the feet of my um, of my driver's seat. I grabbed it. I went outside. I walked over to her and I saw that the dog was a little bit apprehensive. We're close to a road, so I kept my space. My goal was to get that dog on the lead. So all I did was I just lay down as close to the ground as possible, made the little girl voice, pop, 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 hey, little one, kitty, kitty. As soon as I did that, she ran over towards me. As she ran over, I just put the slip lead over her neck. And if you don't know what a slip lead is, look that up. But you basically get the buckle and you can put it at the through the end of the loop of your lead and you've made like a lasso and you can get a specific- um, leash that is called a slip lead that does that better with little stoppers. So check that out. I would always recommend having one of those spare in your car at all times. I'm assuming everyone that's listening has a dog, so always have um, one for spare. You never know when you need it. Um, dog came up to me, put her on the lead, and I checked the tag Be- before I can even call. The owner had come over and he's like, oh "My God, thanks so much." So that just happened. So I ha- that was my- that was why I was approaching. But if you're not that confident and you haven't got that much experience with the dog and the dog's looking scared, the last thing you want to do is walk up to it and then try to put your hands on it, if the dog will allow you to. So sometimes you may get bitten, you may have to chase the dog, the dog may run to the road and cause an accident, kill itself, so many different possibilities. So you need to ask the question What are you? what is your objective when you're going to engage with this dog? If you see that there's another three, four people dealing with it and they seem like they've got a good control and you're not confident, you're not sure what to do, The 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 best thing you can do in that scenario if you don't want to engage is make sure that you get on the phone to the ranger and then make sure someone's coming down to tend to the situation potentially. Um, making that space, don't feel that you're obligated that you have to catch that dog because if you're going to get bitten, the dog's still going to be running loose or if you try to chase a dog too much and the dog continues to run, then we may make the dog more stressed, runs further from home, things like that, runs onto the road, always the worst thing. So um, so ask yourself, why are you approaching the dog and what sort of experience level do you have? And and also my next thing I've got here is is a dog friendly, aggressive, is it fearful? Like, you know, check out the the body language of the dog. And if if you feel that okay, another example. Obviously, I've come across a lot of stray dogs. And since I worked at the shelter, it was almost like all the stray dogs in the area were coming to coming to me specifically. or oh, every second, second week we're taking dogs back to the shelter where I worked at. But this only happened recently, and I was with a client. He had his dog, probably about six months old, bought a collie. We're walking down the street. We met up in a new environment where there's lots of um, different activity. And randomly this Labrador just comes up towards us. Friendly, big, strong, male Labrador. But you can never assume just because of Golden Lab that he's, you know, a good dog because, you know, all the guide dogs are, are, um, are Labradors. But basically the dog came over towards me. I didn't want him to run on top of my client's dog. So I made a big deal and I got down low. Patted my legs so that way the dog approached me safely. Grabbed the dog on the lead. I put my. uh, In this situation, I unclipped spades off the lead and I used his lead thing because I didn't have a spare one on me. I got the martingale and the dog just joined the session. So um, the dog stayed with me for the 45 minutes until the ranger came and happy day. So in that situation, that's what I could do. No, not all the time are you. Like you're pressed for time, you ha- you have an important thing to get to. What are you going to do then? That could be very difficult as well. Um, trying to capture the dog and then waiting for the dog not to go. So, like you know, there's it's a bit of a process. If you're going to commit to making sure that dog finds safety, you need to um you need to know all those things that we've mentioned along with the um the body language of the dog. If the do- now there's a lot of times where dogs are scared and you cannot get that dog on the lead, and you may not even want the dog on the lead, but you want the dog close enough to you so that whether you can. We can um, let the rangers know where we are and locate the dog appropriately. So in this case, trying to get the dog may be the worst thing and giving the dog space. The more you chase it, the more it runs away. If you can try to corner it into someone's driveway and then, you know, keeping space, but a lot of the times the dog figures out that you're not wanting to approach it and, you know, even if it's a small dog or Jack Russell, the dog will still open you up with a bite to the hand. So make sure that you got the good space or, as I said, make sure you're at a safe distance maybe in the car but you're just following the dog in the car you can just you know slowly drive down the street put your hazards on maybe let people know what you're doing these other options as well finding a stray dog on the walk can be can be tricky especially when you have your own dog with you and and of course if the dog's going to come to like we're not going to really talk about if the dog's aggressive because as i said it's a whole conversation that i'll try to reserve for me to have a conversation with somebody about on the podcast. I think it would make, make a lot more interesting and um, important. My number one thing, actually, I should have put this even before safety first, is if you're listening this far into the episode, then thank you and hope that you're finding um, benefit to it. But save your local ranger's number in your phone. Have it saved, ready to go. And I do in my phone. So anytime, you don't have to start Googling it and calling the cops and you know going through different mediums to get to the people just have the rangers number saved straight away and that way that you can call them and and they're going to come a lot quicker because a lot of the time by the time you try to catch the dog and everything else um the ranger could have already been there by in that moment and caught the dog for you so um let me give you a couple i'm just going to go a whole whole bunch of stories so there was one time i was near mascot area so for people that know it's kind of close to the cbd it's kind of dense and i was driving and i saw like this mastiff cross cane corso thing, big, big dog. And he's just like cruising the street, didn't have a collar on, so I'm like, oh, well, I want to make sure this dog was safe. Now, I knew, I knew in this situation, so why am I approaching this dog? I'm, I'm approaching the dog so that way there he, he doesn't get hit by a car, but I knew in my mind that I wasn't going to get that dog on the lead, but at least I could Follow him up to safety. So basically, I just kind of slowly walked with him, and then he saw that I was following him. He got his creep alarm went off, so then he started running faster. So I basically jogged, but I gave him like four or five houses distance away. But too much distance, and you're going to dart onto the road. This dog obviously knew where he was going. He hooked a left down the street, went into the factories. I came into the factory to make sure he wasn't doing the wrong thing, but then he then came out from the warehouse and barked at me. When he barked at me, I stopped. I turned my back to him and I kind of crouched down low just to kind of show that I'm not a threat. And that's also for safety as well. If the dog was going to bite, he can bite my back and my, my and the rump of my leg and my ass. But if I stood front on, you're exposing all your vitals. So in that moment, I just crashed down low. And again, very risky. That was just my gut instinct. I'm not telling you that's the right or the wrong thing to do. I'm going to be very careful about how I could Tell you to be safe when a dog was to attack you, but that's what I did. The dog give, gave me space. He was like three, four meters from me barking. So again, he found his safe zone. Um, he went back to his territory and then he barked. And then I stood there. I got up and I just simply walked away. If he was already back on the property, why do I have to now? Maybe I was assuming in that, in that moment that, um, that he was back at his property, the way that he acted implied to me that he was. As I was walking away, I bumped into somebody who had a chat and yes, it was a dog they were looking for it. So in that moment, I basically um, compelled the dog to run back home for safety, not for training, but just, and I didn't want to get the dog on the lead and be a hero. I just needed to make sure I followed him up. Another time I was with a, with a client and a, um, and the dog that we had, he was on a long lead run towards the poodle. A little black poodle, and the poodle freaked out, ran to the bushes, and then like got off the lead. Oh, like the lead slipped out of the owner's hand, and straight away in that moment, just poof, a, an energy burst of adrenaline came to me. I gave the owners, so like my client's dog back to them by the lead, and I just ran after this dog. So in this moment, the dog was scared, and I just had to follow him. Um, I did chase him like three blocks. And then he ended up running home, made sure that everything was all good when the owner came back. So basically, I am the ten. I tend to try to make sure I can keep the dog in sight. If I can get the dog on me with the lead or by holding his collar or just by having a few people help me out and maybe corner the dog until rangers come, I, I generally lean towards that. Um, it's very rare that I let a dog just go, Or oh, well, there's some stray dogs and we just someone will figure it out. Usually if they're around my area, I've got an, enough areas at my house where I can leave the dog until someone comes to pick it up. So that's my experience level. But if you're just Jane down the street, not sure what to do, call the ranger, keep the dog in sight, safety first. And I think I'm going to leave it at that today. Um, you can see how this can open up a whole lot of conversation in terms of how to approach dogs um safely and appropriately what to do when dogs come up to you um or how, you know, rather how should you interact and greet a dog when they're out in the street should you even if the dog's tethered outside coals outside the supermarket you're going to go out up to it and pat the dog you know there's all these other conversations that i want to open up um for you guys later but at this stage what to do with a stray dog there's a few few tips and pointers for you Um if there's any questions regarding that specifically you know what to do um Contact me through Instagram or Facebook on Life With Your Dog podcast. And um, until then, hope you don't see too many stray dogs and dogs are staying behind people's fences and gates. But um, if you do, then think of a couple of these hot tips. Um, Two things to to be at the top of the list. Save the ranger's number, have a slip lead in your car ready to go. Until next time, have a great day and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. thank you for listening to another show of life with your dog please like rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast you can also find us on instagram facebook and youtube for all dog training videos tips and techniques visit noocherspooches.com.au thank you and stay tuned for next time